0: Pinch me. I'm an author. I wrote a book, Destined for Greatness: Living an Inspired Life from Head to Tippy Toes. If you haven't already gotten your copy, you may head over to my website, SarahNews.com, or go to Amazon and check out Sarah News, Destined for Greatness. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Destined for Greatness podcast where we believe that each person is destined for greatness. I am your host, Sarah Noose, and I'm joined by my handsome co-host, who's my husband, Adam. Hey, babe.
1: Hey, babe. How are you? So
0: good. How are you?
1: Oh, doing great.
0: <laughs> I am too. This is fun. I've really enjoyed chatting with you. <laughs> well, good. <laughs> I mean, I guess we're diving deep into my book. It's. I mean, clearly, I like to talk about it, I guess.
1: You know what's funny is I got really big into the book Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. Mm-hmm. Which there I go again promoting <laughs> another book. But I had listened to a podcast that went over to the book yeah. and he basically told the whole book. Oh. So that it was very insightful. Oh it was it's good. It's insightful if you read the book.
0: Okay. So too. what if you don't you read the book? Just right. do the podcast. Well, we're not telling all the stories. No. We're telling some highlights. And then I think what's fun is telling the backstories behind it, which is kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which I agree with.
0: So, and the book is called Destined for Greatness and it's available on Amazon, which we have not even said. And my goal is to sell a million books in five years. So we should probably tell people where to buy it.
1: Yes, That was a we fail. To selling our. books.
0: Yeah. So if you're listening... Buy a book, please.
1: Yeah. Buy a
0: book, buy a book, buy a book. <laughs> Just kidding. So.
1: That's good subliminal. I know. right? So, chapter five. Yep. It's one of my favorites titled, I You think Plan. i said that every day. God laughs. Babe. Well, I'm mm-hmm. supposed to, right?
0: Okay, sure.
1: You plan, God laughs, and you talk about uh, a quote that you have said a million times mm-hmm. throw spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks. Mm hmm. So, what ideas and dreams have you thrown against the wall that have not stuck, or have, at least not yet stuck?
0: (laughs) So, there's been a lot of a lot of ideas that I've thrown against the wall that have not stuck, or maybe they've done a little sticking and then they like crawl down the wall. (laughs) You ever had that happen when you throw spaghetti and it's like, "Yay, it's ready!" Oh, it's crawling down the wall. What does that mean? I've had some of those moments too. Probably still eat it. Yeah, you still eat it. Okay, probably the biggest one that's probably blaring in my face is that one of my big dreams, really the big dream for Tippy Toes was to have a children's television show. And that didn't happen. We uh, got, it was too much money. It was it was way too much upfront for kind of just a, a cool idea. But what we did get was a children's book. Now we have seven children's dance albums. We have billboard charts and franchises across the world. So had the TV show happened, I don't know what would have happened with all of that, but, um, that's probably the biggest spaghetti that didn't stick thus far.
1: But it has definitely motivated a lot of things. And now you have the tippy mascot. It just makes it easier to do a TV show. She's so
0: cute. But you know, what's interesting, Adam is things have changed so much. So, Early on, it was 2006 when we wrote the book, Adam and I wrote a book called Pink Ballet Slippers, Pink Ballet Shoes, and it's about a turtle named Tippy, Tippy Toes is her name, and she falls asleep and has this dream of putting on ballet slippers and dancing in front of all the sorts of people on stage, and she has a friend named Bopa, who actually Bopa is my friend Chanda, who's in my book, her <laughs> her science partner in college. Her name was Bopa.
1: <laughs> I have never known that. Oh, you have it? That's amazing.
0: That's amazing. Babe, that's so funny. Well, you wrote the book with me. How did you not know that?
1: Well, I didn't know that you... Were, or I thought that Bopa came out of your imagination, oh. <laughs> which is not that far-fetched.
0: <laughs> Bopa and then Buzz, the bee, and Freddie the frog. But so we wrote this book, and really the goal of the book was to be the storyline for this children's television show that we really wanted to happen. And... We met with animators, we wrote music for it and it just do you remember going out to California, it just fell flat. Wah wah wah. Flat. Yeah. We met with It was some, a fun trip though. Yeah, it was fun. We met with some people that were just super interesting in a weird way and not the interesting way that makes you want to spend more time with them. Um, and we just realized I think they wanted three million dollars and we had like three thousand dollars maybe and it just wasn't going to work so but like you said a lot of things spawned off of that which was pivotal and so i guess the the take home the real big point is even when the spaghetti doesn't stick what residue does it leave and how can you move forward with that what about you babe
1: and i think that that uh that dream's still there
0: It is still there, but like I said, things have changed so much. Like now we do have, I mean, we don't have storylines, but we have Zoom classes online. We have virtual classes. People can log in and watch us dance anytime and Tippy the Turtles there. They are just more dance classes, but um, I don't know. It's funny, like that was a big dream of mine, but now I don't know that it's a dream of mine. Like I think it's kind of fizzled because chasing other things that are more important to me. So how about you? Do you have any spaghetti that didn't stick that you still think about every now and then?
1: Um,
0: oh, I put you on the spot. So <laughs> sorry.
1: Um, I don't know. You know, I, I'm sure there's been a lot of spaghetti that hasn't stuck. Yeah. I don't know. The long one forever that I kind of thought that I was throwing at mm-hmm. uh, was the going back and getting a doctorate mm-hmm. and uh and it was something i talked about and i think applied for it a and corpus christi and then uh-huh. a&m kingsville and then just never kind of went going and yeah. um uh, so now that was kind of the big goal that always stuck around but now i've done it but you reached and i it. don't know why. Babe, but there's a reason
0: it. I know, but you know what? God speaks to all of us in different ways, and I think He was key, He continued to nudge you on that one, and you were obedient with it, and it will pay off tenfold. Yes, a hundred percent, I'm sure. So, there you go.
1: So that's mm-hmm. a hard, that's hard a hard question. question. That's Put right. It on the spot. Yeah. But I do think another one that I struggle with is goal setting, mm-hmm. and you're very specific when you set goals. Yeah, and I. I am all about setting goals, but I was asked a couple weeks ago in a small group, a men's group that I got uh, started with, was to try to figure out what my goals are and to try to identify my goals. And I struggled to figure out my goals. Did you
0: make something up?
1: I did create a couple goals, but my big goal, I struggled with. So can you talk us through Yeah. So I'm
0: a big believer in goals. I just love it. And I think the first time I ever had a goal set was by you, Adam, when you put that uh, picture on my mirror and with the goals that I needed to reach. And I think ever since that day, I have been really intentional with how to do it. But here's the deal. I think a lot of people can have goals and then there has to be action steps behind it. And so that's something that I talk about a lot in our, in my book is your business goals, your personal goals, but then what are you going to do to get there? Because I think a lot of us, especially, you know, the month of January and February, we're like, Oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. But then you have to break it down even further and really tell yourself how you're going to do it. And so I think that's the most valuable part of the goal. It's so super great to have goals, but you outline, you have to outline a process. So what I do is like, okay, say my goal when my real goal is I want to sell a million books in five years. And so then I break it down and I say, okay, well, what is that in one year? Okay. Then what is that in one month? Then what is that in one week? And then what is that in one day? And it's very tedious, but if you write that down and you know, you know, like what those numbers are, then you can easily reach it. Or you can easily know where you fall in like, I am going to reach this or you know what, I'm pretty far away, I need to pump the gas or pump the what push the gas a little bit harder. So that's what I think is important. Like somebody says, I really want to start a business. Okay, well, what's the first thing you need to do, you need to, you know, figure out a name, set up a business account, um, you know, get your LLC done and set up a bank account. Okay, so what am I going to do today, I'm going to actually Create a business name. Okay, what am I going to do tomorrow? I'm going to set up an LLC. What am I going to do the next day? I'm actually going to open a bank account. So it's like big goal and then you have to bring it back down.
1: I love it. So the group that I was just talking about mm-hmm. that we've been getting together, I think, three or four weeks now, but every week they ask how we've gotten closer to the goal that we outlined at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And um, so it kind of creates, you talk about that weekly. Yeah check-in granted that's a check-in with other people but it's nice to kind of force yourself to check in right. every week and be like what did i do what did i and do this week? but you this don't even group, know what your big kind of goal is a group of friends well so one of my goals was to get a new bench press pr yeah so hey, adam
0: loves chest day like at chest the gym day. if you've seen his chest you would understand no. why whoop whoop
1: But forever my goal was to do 315, which is three plates, 45-pound plates on each side. Which is super manly. Which looks cool, but nobody gets excited about like three plates and a a two-and-a-half on Mm -hmm. each side. Mm -hmm. So I hit my goal like four or five years ago, and then I've just never tried and never been motivated to try to do three plates plus a a Mm two-and-a-half because that's not cool. So now you're going to do it? So I set a new goal, and uh, that's One of my goals is to do that, and I haven't attempted it yet to see if I could do it, but Mm -hmm. I think I can. Mm -hmm. So um, I think by the time we're supposed to have a goal that we could achieve in the the quarter, so I think I have a couple months to try to get ready. That's awesome. But that's one of them.
0: I like it. I think that's good. And it's important to have health goals personal goals, spiritual goals, business goals. Like for me, I feel like it's so important to have all those pockets because when you do, you can live a very balanced life. I think one of the dangers is let's just say for your example or my example, but yours, if it was just gym, like I want to, you know, eat well so I can lift weights. But then sometimes people get so focused on a goal that they leave everything by the wayside. And it's like, I've talked about this a lot when I speak at conferences, but you know, it's those small daily deposits that equal the great success. So you can't go in and do 315 one day and then be done with it. It's like, or you you probably couldn't do it. You'd probably have to keep pressing on for what, a quarter to get that 315. And I always use the example, like if I want to be a really good wife to you, I have to be nice to you every single day. I can't be nice to you just on Wednesdays. Like if we leave a goal out there, and I know that sounds ridiculous, but a lot of times we say like, okay, for me, like I want to sell a book, but I actually only promote it once a month. Like that's probably not going to work for me. So it's those daily deposits that equal the big success. And so really that's what this chapter is talking about is how do we execute that? And I think a lot of people too, um, I spoke with a, at a conference not too long ago. And this lady came up to me after the conference and she says, I'm kind of old. Like I, I'm not setting goals anymore. And I said, but you still have purpose. Like we all still have purpose. So you may not think you're a big goal setter that may not like spark your fire very much, but then like, what's your purpose and how are you going to continue to be influential in your sphere, wherever you are. And I think that's really important that if we're still breathing, God's still using us. And so we need to be obedient to what he's calling us to do.
1: I love it. And it reminds me that one of my, so that's my measurable goal mm-hmm. because it's easy to like put a number to it. Right. But my other one was um, kind of starting this group was uh, kind of to challenge my spiritual mm-hmm. side of it, which um, kind of goes on and off. And, uh, mm-hmm. but it was kind of an effort to, uh, treat start treating the spiritual side kind of like a um, savings account and mm-hmm. not a um, checking account or a mm-hmm. deposit and yeah. really try to um, invest in it and try to um, treat the spiritual side as kind of savings account and try to mm-hmm. um, not just be Sunday morning, but right. be all the time and be a little bit more intentional with it, as you always say. Yes. But,
0: um, well, which nothing is better to a wife than hearing that her husband's seeking Jesus. Just oh, so FY. I am seeking Jesus. <laughs> uh, speaking of, so there's this app that my friend Trish Frazier told me about, and it's called the Pray app. And uh, I've really liked it. But Adam has, I, I'm trying to listen to the Bible in a year this year started. Um, but it's funny because you can get... um What's his name? It's John, uh, James Earl Jones.
1: James Earl Jones to read the
0: Bible to you, and so Adam came in the bathroom the other day, and it was James Earl Jones reading the Bible to me, which was kind of funny.
1: So, how much did they have to pay him to read the whole Bible?
0: I don't know, but he does a really good job, and it's the King James version, which is like hard to read, I would think. So, I don't know, but he did a great job, or he's doing a great job. So,
1: I'm a big fan of the message. Messenger? Message? Yeah, the Message Bible, yeah. But yours is really cool. Wayfinder?
0: Oh, Wayfinder. If you need a Bible, that is the coolest. Actually, I just got, so Adam, you got it for me, what? I don't know years ago five years ago and it is so torn up and like written on and I love writing in my bible just to remember like where I was in that phase but so for my birthday this year my mom and dad asked what I wanted I said I really want a bible but it has to be the way finding bible because I just love it so much so it's a super awesome bible we've totally gotten off track but that's a good tool for people
1: it is so. and uh, we were just uh, that group was reading through James and uh-huh. so I, I was like maybe I I grabbed your Bible at church and looked at it. And yeah. It is really cool how so cool. Um, it kind of simplifies it so much. It simplifies King, it. King James, no, King is, James, is, James is hard, but for
0: um, you, James Earl Jones. I think they only paid him to read the Bible once, so he didn't read it in a different like versions. But the Wayfinding Bible, I love it because it just is so relatable. And so, I mean, it's the same Bible, but just the way they talk, it's way more relatable. Yeah, which is awesome.
1: So, my last question. Hey. is when you're talking about goal setting and uh, the importance of balancing family and business Yeah. and how that looks on a daily basis. Yeah. You do it so well.
0: Thank you, babe. I appreciate that. Um
1: You know, I'm going to stop. Sorry. Okay. One of my favorite quotes is you can be good at family, you can be good at work, and you can be good at golf. Two of those. I messed up. You can only be good at two of the three, Uh golf, family, (laughs) and work. You can't be good at all three.
0: Yeah. So don't go golf.
1: (laughs) So you have to. Yeah. That's my reason I'm not. Great at golf.
0: You're good at golf. Yeah, I
1: love golf. But
0: But I do think, yeah, I think balancing, and it's different every single day. It's different because the kids are home some days, you know, right now, especially in this season, um, they're home a little bit more. And so they're my first priority, you know, in the daytime. But they also are very respectful to my time. And I think one of the big things I do with the kids is I tell them the importance of my work. Like I'm doing this. I just told them the other day you know, we're getting ready to start another accountability group. They know what that means. Lola actually responded. She goes, are you doing it on Boxer this time? Like she knew enough about what my business is and what I do. And so I think that's really valuable as you're trying to balance family and work. Sometimes I think people just go away. Like I just need to go work on emails. And instead, if I say, hey, I'm in and I told them today, hey, I've got to go work on some of my accountability work for my team that's getting ready to start. And they fully understood what that meant. Maybe not fully, but they understood that, you know, it's me helping other people and it's something that I've said I was going to do. And so I think that's one of my biggest things with balancing family and business is um, to be back to the word intentional, but with what we're doing and then making sure the people around you are on board knowing what you're doing, because I think that's super helpful. I love it. (laughs) Me too. So what's your closing today, babe?
1: Well, I was trying to find a new closing song, but and. Closing Time is by Semisonic.
0: Oh, so oh, you buddy. got it wrong. Oh,
1: that is a Matchbox 20 song.
0: I actually would have said that too.
1: I will remember you.
0: Oh, wow. Is that a closing so song? Adam's now singing at the end of our. Wow.
1: You challenged me to come up with a better ending. That
0: was not a good one.
1: Oh. I don't know. Oh, the sound of music, so long farewell. Yeah, try that you one. You can do that. No, well, this is
0: your moment.
1: I don't know that song, but you love that song.
0: So long, farewell. Adam, you and I are the worst at lyrics, so I don't know. I don't know about that.
1: I'm watching the video of it.
0: Okay, well, let's peace out. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Ending. Hey, it's Sarah Noose, and I believe that you are destined for greatness. Do you have a dream inside of you? you think about wanting more out of life? Well, I have seen incredible life change happen all across the country by women who have signed up for my four-week accountability group. I would love to offer you the opportunity for real life change. Head on over to saranews.com and sign up. There's limited spots available, but I would love to get to know you, have you join, and watch you conquer your dreams. If this podcast was helpful, it would mean the world to me to have you rate it, review it, and share it on social media. Social media is a big place, and to reach more people, I would love your help. Thank you for joining us today, and remember, you are destined for greatness.